You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm so excited that you're here again today so that you as a dad can add more tools to your fathering toolbox. I'm so excited that every week we use the same grid on your mark, get set, go. So dads, I want you to picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, Go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set. I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step where you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action. Well, today I'm joined by a guest coach that I'm telling you, this is going to be a really fun conversation because this is a dad with two daughters who knows what he's talking about. And he's going to be sharing some secrets he's learned along the way about how to raise empowered daughters. So Phil Cook is his name. He works at the intersection of faith, media, and culture. And he's pretty rare a working producer in Hollywood with a PhD in theology. Oh, come on. Phil is also an author, a coach, a speaker. He's the founder and CEO of Cook Media Group. He's produced media programming in more than 60 countries with a client list that includes studios and networks like Walt Disney. Yeah, if you've ever heard of him. DreamWorks and USA Network, as well as major Christian organizations from Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, the Museum of the Bible, the Salvation Army, on it goes, even the YouVersion Bible app many more. But, you know, we only have so much time to talk about what (laughs) Phil Cook has done in his life. And today we're going to be talking about his new book, Maximize Your Influence, which is the ultimate reference book for pastors and Christian leaders in today's digital age. Phil and his wife, Kathleen, have been married since 1997. They have two grown daughters and two grandkids. So today we are titling, this is for On Your Mark, this conversation, Maximizing Your Influence in Your Daughter's Life. So Phil Cook, welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Actually, we've been married since 77, not 97. 77. Yeah, we're really old people. So we've been around. (laughs) By the way, and you also said something rather not exactly accurate. You said, I'm the father of two daughters who knows what he's talking about. I've never met the father of two daughters who knows knows what they're talking about. Okay, so, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Every dad listing is like high five and you right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, good it's a point. strange new two world out there. Two different languages, two different continents or, oh, yeah. or planets, yeah, right, absolutely. if you will. So you're right. Even on the best of days, dads need a little bit more help in knowing how to connect with their daughters. We're often befuddled with, with what they do and how they think. That is a word I have not heard enough yeah. used lately. <laughs> befuddled. Let's bring yeah, it back. Well, I love true. it. Well, true. today we're going to we're gonna be talking about how dads can dial in with sure. more maximized influence in their okay. daughters' lives. So I know that you have influence around the world, right? <laughs> and well, we travel a lot. And I'm so, I truly mean this. I'm so honored that you're here. So you're I would just kind. love to say, I know we have a mutual friend mm-hmm. and she has actually told me that you are a dad who walks your talk at home. <laughs> and I promise well. you, Phil, I, I have not looked forward to this interview just because of your bio, but because your friend has vetted you and said <laughs> that you, you really come with, I would say, with a pedigree 
or or a history, well, whatever kind. you want to call it, as a dad who dials in. And so that's why I'm more than anything looking forward to talking with you. So clearly you're an accomplished and gifted creative leader. So I would love to hear how you have inspired creativity in the lives of your two daughters, because from what I understand, their creativity is off the charts. So how <laughs> have true. you done that? Well, we have one. Our oldest daughter, Kelsey, is in Los Angeles. She and her husband, Chris, are actors, and they're doing quite well. In fact, they're producing a movie right now, an independent film right now, and uh, they're in their mid-30s. And my, our youngest daughter, Bailey's a musician in New York. So I have one daughter who's an actor, one's a musician. I'll probably be poor for the rest of my life. <laughs> There you go. But uh, that was the choices they made. And we're, we're really thrilled for them. And the great thing about both of them is they're very confident. Um, they're doing their best out there and working really, really hard. It's tough. Being a musician in this day and age right. is really tough, particularly when you go to a market like New York City. So um, I'm just amazed at how well they're doing. I don't know exactly what I did to plant that seed in them. But I think the key was when early on in their lives, we gave them the opportunity to try whatever they wanted. Unless you want to okay. do dancing, great. You want to do that. My, my, our youngest, Bailey started out early being a piano player and then she started a goth rock band in junior high what and uh yeah we just the only rule we had was you couldn't do any permanent damage to yourself no tattoos you uh -huh. could dye your hair any piercings color you want no or... piercings but uh Did we they gave dye a lot their of, hair oh other colors oh frequently what colors? on a weekly basis purple red uh, just orange okay, whatever. i am not kidding you that is something that I think dads are going to take to the bank. Oh, if it's yeah. not, if it's permanent not permanent, let them thing, do it. Let them do it. Let them work it out of their system, and uh, that's 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 a good rule. And that's they did. Rule. They did. They totally did. And um, uh, so it, that makes a big difference. But I think too. The other thing was, because of what I do for a living, we're making films and producing television programs. We've shot, uh, we produce programs in about 60 countries around the world. Yeah. The people that we're friends with are also highly creative. So people we'd have over for dinner, people we'd have over for coffee or just to talk or yeah. hang out with. From an early, early age, they got to hang out with those people and oh, they got to see right. those people. So, so that creative world yeah, was I, all they knew. Exactly. I think probably the key word is exposure, exposing them mm. to people and places and things that they probably could never do otherwise, I right. think is really critical, really critical. That is so good. I, I have heard from many dads and maybe they're just the ones in my circles, but I live in Nike country. I love an, in, <laughs> That's right. you know, live in Intel country yes. and a lot of science, that kind right. of left brain dominant world. Yep. And again, that's not all dads, but I love the fact that you're more right brain dominant, yeah. right? This creative artistic bent. Yeah. What would you tell the dad who's more left brain dominant, but has a daughter who's creative and artistic and wants to explore? How does he bridge that gap? It's a good question, and you're right. I, uh, spreadsheets make me slightly nauseous. I don't tell you, I'm, <laughs> I'm not the a, same as I'm you. not a linear guy. I was. I had breakfast this morning with a with a gal whose spreadsheets just get her excited, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is. I'm, um, yeah, how do you I, bridge the yeah, gap? Yeah, if from, you're a left brain dude and your yes, your, your daughter's, daughter's right, right brain. brain. Um, I don't see any issue with that. You may not understand her world or what her passions are, mm -hmm. what she's interested in. You know, a funny thing about our life was that a lot of this was driven by them. My wife tells the story. She probably told you on, on, the, pro, on the program that when she was young, she had a trash can full of costumes. And she would go to secondhand stores and her mom would buy her stuff. And she would just become characters and play. And funny thing, our daughters did the same thing. And so we just gave them that kind of freedom and they'd go out and play and become princes and princesses yeah, and all kind yeah. of stuff. And um, so I think whether you're left brain or right brain really isn't the issue. You may not get what they're doing and Lord knows I don't get half of what they're doing. <laughs> right. 
But uh, I think the idea of just giving him that rope and let him giving him that yes. freedom. Yeah. My my I came from an age and I grew up in the South in Charlotte, North Carolina. My dad was a pastor, and here I am, a filmmaker. I'm a, and a pastor's daughter too. Okay, there yeah. you go. And uh, but we lived in an age where I would eat breakfast in the morning, take off, and not come home until it was dark. And you know now people would be arrested if they let their kids do right. that. But um, I had that freedom, and we I could just go create stuff and play and uh, I just think it had a huge impact on my development and my growth. My dad just gave me that freedom to go. Wow. I know there's dads listening today that may be more wired as we're talking about left brain and want things organized and strategic and maybe reined in a little more than they're comfortable with. Plus, we live in an age where you're nervous about your kids, particularly daughters. Guys, not so much. But I think daughters, you're nervous about them, safety issues, all kind of stuff, influences. We see so much in the news today. So I understand the the, the desire to keep them safe, keep them corralled in to a certain degree. The, the, The other thing that I think was critical when they were young is we made a conscious decision early on to be the house that everybody wanted to come to. So Ooh, all their friends, they, they, we didn't worry about them. I mean, trust me, our daughters, when they came out of the womb, they wanted to spend the night somewhere else. They've always been really independent. And they're like their dad. You said as a kid, of, I just took off. That, yeah. <laughs> they would just take off on a lark. However, we decided to create the kind of house that all their friends wanted to come there. And so at any given moment, we had, you know, Blake Lively is a good example. She's a big Hollywood star. Well, she grew up with our youngest daughter, Bailey, and she spent the night at our house tons Uh when they were were young. So there's just a lot of having that desire to be there where you could keep your eye on them kind of at a distance was really, really good. So I think there's little things you can do that make a dramatic difference. And that's what I love hearing in your stories, Phil, is that you're you're tucking in ideas of exposure yeah. Yeah. and not just always reining in. And if it's not a permanent thing yes. on their body, let them do it. Let because, them do it. Because I think, again, fear gets in the way. It does. dads are afraid of legitimate That's really true. issues. And yet it's such a fine balance of really maximizing. If you're talking about your influence yes. as a dad in your daughter's life, you've got to let her have freedom to explore some things with your guidance. That cannot be underestimated. That's brilliantly said, and it's so true. I think they just need to, and what I've discovered is, and, and this this is because I lead creative people for a living. So we've been filming, you know, we've spent decades filming all over the world. So I have, I'm running film crews and television crews and yeah. media teams and creative people. One thing I've learned is if you tell somebody to do something, they'll yeah. do it because you're the boss. Right. But if you let them think it's their idea, they will knock themselves out to make it happen. Uh-huh. They, will, they will work day and night. They will go through the fire. And so I translated that to my daughters in that I'm not constantly telling them to do this or do that. Just let them come up with the idea or let them think it's their idea. Okay. And they're going to go after it like crazy. So it's not a matter of telling them what to do all the time. Uh, Dale Carnegie wrote that classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, back in the 60s, Mm -hmm. I think. And people say it's, you know, cheesy and old and corny. But the truth is I reread it every year because it's essentially uh-huh. how to get other people to do things that you want them to do, but think it's their idea. And I'll I tell mean, you, really, it's brilliant. It, that concept. It, it's a great concept. Yeah. Because if they th- Ronald Reagan was really good at this when he was president. He had a team and his one of his big focuses was let them have credit. I think he, he was quoted as saying, when you let other people have credit, you'll you have no idea how far they'll go and how great they'll be. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm that with that way with our daughters give them that that space to explore and they've shifted in their career choices and they've made some changes and sometimes we were a little bit nervous about it but 
Let yeah. it go. And here we are at the National yeah. Religious Broadcasters yes. Association. You all can hear the buzz yes. in the background. And I know that you have had a lot of impact and influence already here at the conference. <laughs> well, right? right? Just, we're like, let's find a, a little window where we can talk. So speaking of that kind of power and influence, Okay, I got a question for you. Please. How have you empowered your daughters to follow in your footsteps by being empowered and influential women? Well, I think that's interesting. I, 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 this is, I don't know, this may be a weirdness about me, but I really have always enjoyed working with women. It's funny, I had a meeting last night with a team, and the leader of the team is a woman, social media company, and she was telling me the story of a client I actually referred her to about a year ago, who in their, their first meeting, he just said, you know, I'm really not comfortable working with a woman. And I thought, what a weirdo this guy is. Okay, okay I, I've I, heard I that it. too. I, so it's just nuts. There you go. I, I have always tilted toward working with women. I don't know if it's the way they think or, the, you know, the, the, I just really enjoy being around women, fem, female leaders. And as a result, I think I've given them the idea that there's nothing they can't be. They, uh-huh. they, can, they should be doing this. I'll tell you one funny thing, though. Our... our our daughters have no interest doing in doing what I do for a living. Now, this is this may be interesting to your your listeners. Okay. Um, my daughters are not interested in going into what I want to do, at least through the company that we set up and the way we've done it. And um, our, our oldest daughter, Kelsey, did work for me for a while, kind of as an assistant, and she was terrific. But after about six months, she came to me one day and she said, "You know, I think I like you better as a dad, not a boss." And uh, she quit. She quit me. She retired. <laughs> she, she dumped me. And so, but I thought I would really admire her guts to be able to, honestly, to come yes. up and say that. And so we've had a great relationship ever since. So there Isn't you go. Isn't that something? And you're a dad that says, I'm okay if my daughter, okay, this is yeah. psychobabble, welcome to my world, <laughs> world separates and yeah. individuates. Yes, absolutely. You're like, go. Because I work gonna... with a lot of organizations that are founded by strong leaders that just assume their children are going to follow them into what they do. And when they don't, they consider it a betrayal. They, uh-huh. they actually shut the door on their kids. I've seen leaders that became angry that their kids wouldn't want to follow in their footsteps and uh-huh. do what they do. And I, 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 maybe I've seen the damage of that so many times that I've realized uh, my dad was a pastor. I didn't go into ministry. At least I didn't become a pastor. And he was okay with that. He was or okay you're in that. ministry. I, I kind of am. Within and, a, yeah. a cultural context. Well, I can and pr- maybe not a steeple on the top. I can produce one television program that will reach more people than he reached in his entire lifetime yes. of ministry. So by using the media, it's just a different ballgame. But he did not have a, I don't think, I, honestly, I think my father, my mom and dad died not fully knowing what I do for a living. Wow. They could never really figure it out. Uh-huh. And, um, but I, they never pressured me to go into pastoral ministry in any way. So mm-hmm. I, I'm passing that on to my daughters. Right. Run. You're not pressuring them do to thing. do what you want them to do. Exactly. Yeah. Do your thing. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm talking with Phil Cook. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll continue this conversation on how you as dads can maximize your influence in your daughter's lives. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. 
This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Well, we're back. I'm talking with Phil Cook, a definite influencer in Hollywood. And not that that is what makes him, uh, what I would say, a valued guest today, but it's really that he's a dad who's walked his talk, continues to walk his talk with two adult daughters who are creatives. And I want to go back to something you said in our first segment, Phil, about how you love working around women with women leaders. I caught that you said women leaders, female leaders, not just love working with women. Would you ever say, and this might be digging too deep from what you know of these women, but do you ever hear their father stories? Like, I, I always yeah. wonder if women that rise to the top and do well. Yes. I'm not talking about right. women that rise to the top because they've slept their way there yeah. or beat people, you know, down to Hollywood. get there. I know those stories. Okay. But I'm talking about the women yeah. that you respect them right. as leaders. I always wonder if there's a correlation between how their dads released and empowered them or those that maybe just did it despite you know, the well, hand they were dealt with their dad. There's no question about that. Obviously, there's some women that I know that have become leaders despite a terrible background or, you know, a difficult childhood. Yeah. But uh, we worked recently with Sissy Graham Lynch, Billy Graham's granddaughter. Uh-huh. And she's Franklin Graham's daughter. And she has a fantastic relationship with her dad. And she's launching a new podcast. She's one of the rising stars of Billy Graham and Samaritan's Purse. She's doing amazing uh-huh. stuff. Really have great respect for her. And I enjoyed, enjoyed terribly working with her. And she's got a good example of both her father and her grandfather were fantastic examples to follow. Yes. So I think I think you're onto something. I think men need to think more about the environment they're creating for their daughters if they're going to rise and excel and do something amazing. Now that's not to say a daughter can't shouldn't be a, a homemaker, a mom, a, you know, a wife. They're, they're, that's one of the things I hate about this culture that they just put that in such a negative light these days. If you're not uh-huh. going to be a female CEO, forget it. Uh, that's not the case at all. I think I want to give women whatever choice they want, where, yeah. wherever they fulfilled and uh-huh. feel called. I think that's important. But you're right. I think that uh, as men, we have a real responsibility to create an environment where our daughters believe anything is possible and yeah. they could do anything. You know, I want to go back to something else you said about how Kathleen, your wife, as yeah. a little girl would you know, get these trash cans and, yeah. and play and how you as a little guy mm-hmm. would be gone all day and yep. be creative and exploring and yeah. no limits mm-hmm. and how much that has shaped you and your daughters. You're telling yep. stories of them. And I think those dads listening who have younger daughters who yeah. are saying, how do I prepare them for life? Because we don't know where they're going to land. But I think so often, and I could tell stories from my life, the things that I experienced as a little girl that I was drawn to have shaped who I am today and what I've done. I believe that. And so sometimes, Dad, when you're in the trenches and, you know, maybe, you know, there's health issues or you have a rebellious teenager and you're thinking, I don't think this is this is ever going to yeah. end. I don't know how this will ever translate to something positive. How could you speak to those dads that are maybe in a really tough season with their daughters yeah. and they don't feel like they're maximizing their influence at all? Well, we had those tough seasons. Honestly, we had those tough seasons. We went through periods where, um, you know, our, our daughters were going in a direction we didn't like, or they were hanging out with friends we didn't like, or we weren't comfortable with. And so I just, I, I really understood the power of 
if you come on, if you come down too hard, you're going to drive them away, and that doesn't help. I'd rather win the war and lose the battle if that's necessary. Uh-huh. So I just learned that sometimes. And by the way, let me say this: I, I, I'm, I have a great wife. I, my wife, Kathleen, is amazing. So I can't speak for dads who are struggling and, and single or right. having a difficult time in that department. But I'll tell you this: I, like I said earlier, I produce programming probably 60 countries around the world. When they were young, I was traveling a lot. But my wife stepped in and really carried the ball in those situations. Mm-hmm. So when I came back, I was super intentional. I, I'm not one of these people that says, you don't have to spend time with the kids, but when you do, make it really quality time. Kids don't know anything about quality time. They just know time. You want to be time. with them as much yeah. as you can. And so I traveled a lot, and um, but we just made it a real effort to, that she was there with them. I have mm-hmm. to say, she's largely responsible for how great they've become. But... Um, we all go through difficult times. There's no question about it. And the kids are going to go through them and you just got to hang with them, believe in them, pray for them and hope that God has a bigger plan than you can see right now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I've got another question for you. Okay. So you know how your book is about digital, Yes. you know, the digital world, digital yeah. media. And yet I wonder if you could just speak to dads about specific ways that they could maximize their influence in their daughter's life Yes. beyond digital. Okay, that's a great question. But let me say this when it comes to digital. One of the things I would encourage dads to do, keep the computers out in the open. When your kids are young, never let them have a computer in their room. Never let them have a TV in their room. If they're going to be on the computer, I want to be able to walk by and see what they're on. Uh-huh. We, I, I cannot overemphasize. And same them with phone. Oh, same with the phone. I cannot overemphasize how easy it is to stumble on porn websites, mm-hmm. abusive websites, crazy websites, things like that. And so we always were really careful about, hey, put the computer in the living room or in the hallway where we're going to be walking around and they know okay. we're seeing it. So That's I, really critical. Okay. As long as we're kind of taking yeah. a scenic route here on that yeah, question. Okay. What about, what would you say about like the amount of hours that kids, now I, I know that yeah. everyone is different and decides, but I mean, I think of clients that I have in my counseling practice yeah. where these teenagers are right in that, yeah. I would say that window where they are spending six hours a day. And I'm yeah. hearing all about every TikTok video and yeah. every snap conversation that's consuming them to not be a creative. Yes, yes. Actually, it works against you. It's funny. This is a really interesting point because people I work with in Hollywood and Silicon Valley, technological giants, they don't allow their kids to have a phone until they're in high school. It's amazing the number of kids... Producers, technology experts, people like Steve Jobs wouldn't let his daughter yes, have a, have a phone until she, she was in high school. So many people tell me they're not letting their kids have computer access. They're not letting them have phone. They're keeping them off the screens. These are the most creative people on the planet, Hollywood people, Silicon Valley people. And if they're keeping it away, actively being intentional about how much they limit their kids' time on a computer, we need to be. And you know what? That might be something, Dad, that you could use right now. Because if your kids are like, well, everybody else, go, I'm quoting Phil Cook. Absolutely. saying his friends in Hollywood, he's in Hollywood, are limiting Mm -hmm. screen time. So if your kids are influenced by by movie stars and actresses and singers, you can say, actually, I heard it from Phil. Yeah. They're not having access. And it's it's so easy because, you know, when we babysit our grandkids, we love having them over, but there are times when things are just chaotic and crazy. And I'm thinking, let me just put on a movie and keep them busy for a while. I got to go make this phone call. But I'll tell you, you just have to fight that. You just have to fight fight it. it. And there are times, obviously, when we can enjoy a movie together or put something on they like. But the truth is, I'm just going to be really vigorous and rigorous and intentional about limiting their time because it's not helping their creativity. When you're 
you're consuming, yes. you're not creating. Come on. So when mm -hmm. you're looking at that scrolling screen, yeah. you're not being creative. And so if you really want your kids to excel and do amazing stuff, do limit the screen time. So really, we're talking about maximizing your influence. We just took a scenic yes. route to talk about digital, yes. that whole field. And yet I see the correlation there. If, if Dad, you want to maximize yeah. your influence, it's either your influence or media yes. or digital influence. You get to choose. You get it's to either choose. gonna be real FaceTime, yes. person to person, me to you, looking yes. at each other, or it's gonna be a digital FaceTime. It is, it is. And I, I think part of it is planning. When our daughters were little, let me just say, I had a sister and then I had two daughters. I would have liked a son, but the risk of three daughters was too great, so we, we quit after two. I'm one of four girls, and, my poor dad. <laughs> um, so I've been going to dance recitals. I've gone to more dance recitals than anyone in the history of the universe. <laughs> I've seen more dance recitals than you can imagine. But the truth is, if I can keep them away from the screens and on the stage performing, yes. or we can give them Spanish lessons or make them cheerleaders or whatever, the more activities you can get young girls in, they love this. Yeah. Our, our, our seven-year-old just started soft ball and she's terrible at it she doesn't even know which direction just to look. started you mean just started yeah your our granddaughter seven, our, our grand yes, seven, okay. sorry our grand our seven-year-old granddaughter just started softball and she's she's a <laughs> hilarious to watch but she's terrible at it and but she loves being with her little friends and right. so I, I just think that and all those, those hours that she's doing that she's not on a phone she's not on a computer she's just having fun yeah so. and it doesn't matter if if she's excelling at it yeah oh it's yeah it's that she's involved oh. in it for girls you know guys want to be experts they want to be good at it girls they want to have fun yeah there you go so back to that question yeah. how can dads maximize their influence you've given lots of practical yeah. ways anything else be there for them be there for them i think is a big a big thing because things happen here's the deal things happen all day long with my daughters and my granddaughters that i, I don't i didn't see that coming i don't know what's going on in her life so just being there i find the times that i'm in the car with them by myself they just open up and talk. So I've had I, so many dads tell me oh, yeah. literally car ride conversations yeah. are where the best things happen. They are. You're not looking at each other. It doesn't feel awkward. Yeah. And it's just amazing, those kind of moments. And so, you know, I was never big on that date night thing with your daughter. I, I don't know. That was kind of weird See, to me. I love that. But, <laughs> but okay, okay, different strokes. Yeah, different I know. Strokes, everybody you know? try whatever. Yeah. But, uh, or that daughter, daddy-daughter dance thing. I yeah. never went for that. But <laughs> but there were so many other things we could do. We yeah, that did swimming. work for yeah, you. Yeah, that worked for us. And yeah. just Find what you're comfortable with, what she's comfortable with, and develop that relationship. I think it's so important. Is there anything else that as you look back, you know, over your life that you say, this is what I did well as a dad, or here's what I would do, have done different had I known then what I know now? The podcast is not long enough for the things I wish I'd done differently. I mean, mm. you look back and you see things that, oh, man, I should have been there for that or I should have done this way or made that decision. Uh, you know, I, people that say I've lived my life with no regrets are idiots because we all have regrets, totally. things that we'd like to do then again. Then somebody isn't looking at something Somebody's in an honest attention. way. Yeah. Um, but things that we did well, I don't, I don't know. I was just always an outdoor person. Always an outdoor person. I was a water skier. I was a swimmer, snow skier, and I just br brought them along for the ride. And what's funny is most of those things, they don't enjoy that much, but they love being out there and trying. Yeah, with you. So, yeah, I think that's a real critical thing. In fact, thing. I remember when I was about five years old fishing with my dad on the yeah. San Francisco Pier. Oh, wow. I didn't like the smell. Yes. I didn't like the scales. And yet it was these. Those are dead. Yeah, these special times with my dad. And then we'd always get ice cream on the way home, yeah. you know, so that made it worth it. But I think oh, you're, yeah. you're highlighting the importance of, in essence, speaking the language of your daughter yes. and learning each one 
Yes. Speaks a different That's really language. Totally different language. My two daughters could not be more different. Could not be more different. And they still butt heads occasionally because of that. Uh-huh. But you have to respect it and deal with them in two completely different ways. Okay, so I always end every show with this go step idea okay. of you know, we've we've heard today so many awesome, yep. practical, honest, vulnerable parts of your life, Phil. But if you could now give a dad listening one action step, a go step to do right now, today, to maximize his influence in a practical way with his daughter, what would you say? Find something that she she's passionate about that you could be passionate about. I mean, a lot of times our daughters do things that I don't go for the prince and princess thing. I'm not a Disney fan. I, I don't do all this stuff, but I'm going to find one thing at least that they do that I could really get into hardcore with her. And so whether it's buy her that guitar and, and get it, you take lessons with her if ah, you want to, I love uh, that. whatever it is, get into it with her. And when she sees you're all in, she'll get all in. And then it takes then she'll get used to, dad's always here when I do that. Yeah. So find something she's passionate about that you can be passionate about. Uh, with my daughter, it was piano. I, my youngest daughter took piano. I took piano. My oldest daughter was acting. I'm not an actor, but I'm a director. So I was, uh-huh. I could you go were to class. Involved. I was involved. I could talk to that, speak that language. So when, when they find that you're really interested in stuff they're interested yeah. in, yeah. let me tell you, that really opens doors. You know what? I have never heard a dad say, do it with her. Yeah. It's, I've heard usually support her to take the yeah. lesson, support what she's in, but not the do it with her do part. Do it with her, yeah. I love that. It's fun. What fun. an awesome way to end. How can people get a hold of you if they want to connect Phil with you Cook and find your blog? Phil Cook is my blog, Phil Cook, uh, philcook.com. I'm Cook with an E. dot com is where everything is. My blog is there. I'm social media at Phil Cook. And um, you can email me, reach out to me at that point. So it'd be great. I'd love to hear from him. Get his book, Maximize Your Influence, How to Make Digital Media Work for Your Church, Your Ministry, and You. Well, Phil Cook, it's been an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today here with all the noise in the background, (laughs) but we've heard your voice loud and clear. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off, dads, and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go, dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.